quick note before you get into this week's episode. In the announcement section, I mistakenly say that Pax Demonica is the next book in the series, when actually it's Demon X Machina. I promise to have that fixed in the show notes. Thanks. And welcome to The Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about season two, episode 16, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. AKA the episode where any criticism against Xander is completely warranted this time around. Yes, but also no. But we'll (laughs) dive into all of that as as we go on. But I just realized something. Next week is going to be a bad week. It is the week we have been dreading. Yes. So I think following that, we're going to need a little vacation. Yeah. So I think we should pack our bags and go to Rome with Kate. I think that would be a fantastic idea. All right. So next book club episode, we'll do it in two weeks. We'll be doing Pax Demonica. I'll make sure a link is in this week's show notes. Yes. Yes, Julie, we're, we're ready for this. Hopefully we won't go from one emotional roller coaster <laughs> into the other, but it's it's bound to be at least slightly less painful than the episode we're covering next week. Yeah, because we and we we discussed on the last book club episode. That was the last book that you read. That was the, the last. Yeah, that was the last book I read. So this is all all brand new. <laughs> so so Mary and I, we're, we're we're taking this trip to Rome together. Yes, we are. Also, speaking of books, Uh, a little bit of mixed news. Boom Studios has announced that they are apparently ending its Buffy run with issue 34. Oh, okay. So uh, in the next few months, that's going to wrap up. However, the Angel and Last Slayer series will continue for a little bit. And they've teased that there's another Buffy project on the horizon, like they're ending this run, but something else is coming. They're going to be going with something else. Yeah, so I'm I'm just really interested to see where all that is going. Yeah, 30-some issues, that's a pretty good that's that's a pretty pretty good good run run. yeah all right bewitched bothered and bewildered it aired february 10th 1998 and our synopsis is Cordelia dumps Xander on Valentine's Day, but other Sunnydale sweeties want him thanks to a witch's spell. <laughs> that's a cute that's a that's a cute way of of saying that shit's going to get fucked up. And I will say, as problematic as the premise for this episode is, and we will talk more about that in a little bit. Yep. This is still up there among my top 10 episodes. It's it's just it's a great comedy episode and it's actually the episode I most often use to get someone who has never seen Buffy before into the show. It is a fun episode, the problematic nature of it aside. I mean, and the, you know what the thing is, 
it could have been even more problematic. It could have. It could have been much more problematic. Because, and, and again, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. Uh, also, the title of this episode is taken from the Frank Sinatra song, Bewitched. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics that go, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered, Am I? Yep. So what are our international titles, Froggy? We do have some good ones this week. So in Armenian, the episode is Witchcraft, Bother, and Bewilderment. Okay. Finnish is just Bewitched. French is a puzzling charm. Ooh. German, the love spell. Very straightforward. Very straightforward. I have to say this next one, the Hungarian, is my favorite. Oh. Witchcraft, complication, and annoyance. Oh my God, I love that. That That one is the winner for me this week. Italian, manhunt. Japanese, crossed love. Hmm. And Polish, hocus pocus on Valentine's Day. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I like that, but that sounds like that should be like a Disney movie. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a either a that's either a Disney movie or a Hallmark. Yes. Movie. Oh, I'm gonna write that Hallmark movie now. That's gonna yeah. be my my thing. Hocus Pocus on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yes. So that that's a very you know a very witchy Hocus Pocus, a uh, very witchy Hallmark episode. Yes, it is. So we get neither a previously on or Giles' Slayer spiel. Instead, we're heading right into the cold open. It has Buffy and Xander in the graveyard. Xander showing off the necklace he bought for Cordelia as a Valentine's Day present. It's so sweet. Buffy says it's nice and Xander says yes, but will Cordelia like it? Buffy's not sure. Does she know what a heart is? Oh, Oh, haha. When is everyone going to stop roasting him for dating Cordelia? Buffy starts to say she's sorry, but then says never. No. And she thinks Xander deserves someone, well, better. Xander says in another universe, maybe. But in this one, the only other person he's interested in is unavailable. But hey, things are going well with Cordy. They're getting along better or less fighty. Yesterday, they even just sat together doing nothing, enjoying the comfortable silence. And wow, that was dull. You know what? That is the best part about a relationship. It is. It's like that is a sign. Like like he said, it's a comfortable silence that you're comfortable with each other. So it's not a bad thing. No, not at all. You know, they're they're thinking they're thinking as teenagers where you're they supposed are. to be doing things all the time. You're supposed to be going or making out and doing this and that and the other thing. But the best part about being in a relationship is just being comfortable with the person. Buffy tells him she's glad he and Cordy are getting along better. Almost really. And he shouldn't stress about the gift. She's going to love it. Xander explains this is new territory for him. That normally his Valentine's uh, his Valentine's Day presents are met with heartfelt restraining orders. <laughs> he just wished dating was more like slaying. Simple, direct, stake to the heart. No muss, no fuss. Of course, that is when our vampire decides to rise, climbing out of his grave just mere centimeters from (laughs) where Xander is standing. He jumps back and the vampire goes for him. Buffy hopping down off the gravestone she had been sitting on and she grabs it. They fight, Buffy staking him before going to help Xander up. She hates to tell him, but slaying? A bit more perilous than dating. I don't know. I I think dating is, is pretty dangerous. Obviously, she's not dating Cordelia. Nope. Credits. We return from the credits to Sunnydale High, where Cordelia arrives once again, looking like someone's mom come to meet with the teachers. Uh, And you know what? And it doesn't help that Charisma is older. Yeah. I I forget exactly how old she is. She was 26 in season one. Yeah. So so she's, I mean, she's, 
an older, I, you know, we all know that 20 somethings play high yeah. school kids all the time, but it doesn't help that she is in her 20s and the wardrobe that they put her in. Again, everybody in the 90s looked like somebody's mom going to a parent teacher conference. And it's also it's also a hard it's a hard thing to dress, I think, charisma. Yeah. Because she is older and it's fine when she's next to like Nikki and Sarah and Anthony, because obviously Anthony is even older. Even older. And Nikki and Sarah are closer to her age. Yes. Mercedes McNabb is 17. Yeah. Mercedes so, looks so young. But you can't really dress charisma younger. Because of the character she portrays. Exactly. So it's it's a very hard, fine line they have to work. And they do a great job of it. It's just occasionally she looks like someone's mom. Yeah. I mean, because Cordelia has the whole preppy look when yeah. she's in school. And unfortunately, the preppy look is also somebody's mom. She approaches Harmony and the other Cordettes who make a point of getting up and leaving. Weird. She chases after them and they eventually stop a few feet from the doors. Sorry, they didn't see her. Okay, why didn't anyone call her back last night? They need to coordinate their looks for the dance. And Cordy is thinking of wearing red and black. So the blonde on the end needs to change. <laughs> red and black. Is that what Xander likes? Cordelia frowns. She, she doesn't see what Xander has to do with anything. Harmony tells her a girl wants to look good for her geek, right? Hey, when are she and Xander planning to start wearing cute little matching outfits? Because she's planning on vomiting. Oh, Harmony tells the others, let's go. And they walk away, leaving a stunned Cordelia. So the brunette on the end, the opposite of the blonde who spoke, her outfit is just like, <laughs> I swear Amber wears something similar in Clueless. Yes. That whole like vinyl plasticky trench coat and like mm-hmm. matching newsboy cap. It's it's ridiculous. And I love it. It's it's again, it's another one of those when you lived through the 90s, it was everywhere that whole weird plastic trend that we Mm -hmm. had oh so 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 awful and so amazing at the same time oh yeah in english class a teacher dismisses the students telling them to deposit their papers on her desk on the way out anyone who tries to leave without turning in a paper will immediately receive a failing grade at the back of the room xander says not today no there will be no f for xander his paper is going to be his ticket to a sweet c minus Hey, hey, you know what? Know your strengths. Exactly. A few rows up, Willow and Buffy say hi to Amy, who asks if they're going to the Valentine's Day dance at the Bronze. Willow turns to Buffy looking very excited. And Buffy tells her to go on. She knows she (laughs) wants to. Her boyfriend's in the band. (laughs) She's so cute. Amy says, cool. And Buffy tells Willow that she has now officially told everyone. Yep. Only in this hemisphere... Amy asks Buffy, what about her? And Buffy says, Valentine's Day is just a cheap gimmick to sell cards and candy. Bad breakup? Believe her when she says, ah, uh, and huh. Mm, no, I, I don't think there's been a worse breakup in the history of breakups. Mm-mm. You know, your boyfriend going evil kind of takes the cake. They turn in their papers and leave. Only when Amy reaches the teacher, she has no paper in hand. Instead, she locks eyes with the woman, casting some sort of glamour, as the teacher then takes an imaginary paper and thanks Amy, all of which Xander witnesses. In the hall, Amy heads off in one direction as the girls, with Xander not far behind, head off in the other. Willow says she hates to think of Buffy all alone on Valentine's Day. It's fine. She and her mom are going to have a pig out in Vidfest. It's a time-honored tradition among the loveless. I have to go back to Amy handing in no paper. Okay. So the teacher is going to be 
looking over these papers and mm-hmm. grading them later. Mm-hmm. Is the glamour lasting to that part, to that point? So I would assume that would ever spell Amy cast. It like puts the idea in the teacher's head that like that- Amy turned in an A paper. Okay. So like the teacher thinks the paper's yeah. there. And when the teacher goes to put down the grade, she puts it in A. Like, yeah, it's that makes just- sense that idea that makes that makes sense that makes sense because i was i when i was re-watching it for for the episode i'm just thinking she's gonna go back later to to check over these papers and there's gonna be no paper for amy there <laughs> yeah no i i think it's a whole like yeah yeah I figured, I, I figured it was gonna be something like that but it was just funny to imagine the teacher later on like wait a second i thought she handed in a paper Xander catches up and asks if the girls saw what happened in the classroom. How Amy put the magical whammy on the teacher. What, like she used witchcraft? Willow reminds them that Amy's mom is a witch. Yeah, and an amateur psycho, (laughs) making Amy the last person who should be dealing with such things. Xander suggests maybe he should go talk to her just as Giles appears calling out to Buffy. Can he have a word? Buffy says he can have a whole sentence. It's a remark that causes Giles to smile, even laugh a little. That is until he sees Jenny coming out of her classroom across the way. She smiles hesitantly and says his name. He responds by calling her Miss Calendar, which clearly wounds a little. She says she's glad she ran into him and was actually hoping they could talk if he had a minute. No. Giles tells her. Talk. Talk. You have a minute. Please talk. Giles tells her he can't, that he actually needs to speak to Buffy on quite an urgent matter. And really, they should. He leads Buffy, who's looking both awkward and a little guilty, off to the library as Jenny, Xander, and Willow stand there. Xander and Willow exchange glances, and Jenny heads off to the teacher's lounge, or really anywhere that's not there. So I know from the conversation later in the episode, Jenny is trying to apologize. Yes. Like she's trying to apologize. She, you know, she's trying to tell Giles that like she really cares about him and she's so sorry. But I also have to wonder if she was going to tell him she had a lead on the cure. Yeah, because in the next in the next episode, you see that she has a lead on. Yeah, and she's pretty far on it. Like she knows who has an Orbifesela. She's found the old text. So I, I, I almost wonder if she wasn't going to tell Giles, like, hey, I think I found something. Yeah, I think she was trying to tell him. And, and even, you know, not just apologize, like you said, but be like, hey, I have a lead. I, I know that I can fix this. Yeah. And as if she had gotten the chance to tell him. I know. Ugh. 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 In the library, Buffy asks Giles if he's okay. Him? He's fine. He's actually more concerned about Buffy. As he's been reading up on Angelus, and it seems around Valentine's Day, he's prone to rather brutal displays of, well, some might call it affection. (sighs) Like what? Giles tells her there's no need to go into detail, and she looks at him. That bad? Bad enough that Giles tells her he'd prefer she stay off the streets for the next few nights. He'll patrol in her stead. She's visibly upset by this, by the whole situation, and Giles reminds her that it's better to be safe than sorry. She tells him it's a little late for both. We go then to the factory, where Spike has just presented Drusilla with a gorgeous antique necklace. It is beautiful. Asking her if she likes it and telling her that nothing less than the best will do for his girl. At which point Angelus enters, placing a bloody heart on the table with a happy Valentine's Day, Drew. (sighs) Drew's obviously very excited by this and mentions that it's still warm. (laughs) He knew she'd like it. He found it in the quaintest little shop girl. 
Reaching over, he grabs the necklace, placing it around Drew's neck as Spike watches. This is, of course, after he has the audacity to call the necklace cute. Spike says he'll get it, but Angela says don't bother. He's got it. He knows Drew gives him pity access, but really, things are just so much easier when he does stuff for her. Oh, fuck you, Angelus. Oh, Angelus is the worst and the best all at the same time. I know, especially like I, I, you know what? I like him when he's being the worst, but not to Spike, Mm -mm. especially not with Spike and Drew. No, I hate him when he's fucking with Spike and Drew. But when he's being the worst to everybody else, it's my favorite. Yeah, Yeah, but like, yeah, the whole thing, the whole way that he acts towards Spike, again, like there's there's comments that he makes in a couple episodes that are really problematic oh spike tells angelus he'd do well to worry less about drew and more about that slayer of his ah yeah buffy he's still trying to figure out the best way to send his regards spike suggests he rip her lungs out that will send a message but it lacks poetry (laughs) doesn't have to what rhymes with lungs Drusilla tells Spike that it's fine. Angelus knows what speaks to a girl's heart, which was probably the worst thing she could say at that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poor but it's Spike. fine. It's fine. Because we're off to the small child nightclub. Of course. Where the Valentine's Day dance is on the way. Willow sitting with Xander and listening to the band play. Fun fact, the song Dingo's Ate My Baby, actually Four Star Mary, is playing is pain. Mm-hmm. And it can be found on the official Buffy soundtrack. Yes, it can. Look, people, go listen. Go, go listen to the soundtrack. It's especially, so good. Especially you small children who didn't live through the 90s, because that soundtrack is a time capsule. Oh, it's so good. Oz and Willow exchange glances, and Willow says Oz has his cool hair today, and that she thinks she might be a groupie. You definitely are a groupie. Xander just nods, continually watching the door to see when Cordelia might arrive. And she does, looking <gasps> absolutely stunning. Oh my god, she and looks a so good. Black and red lace dress. Hey, look, for once she is wearing the actual colors that she said she was going to wear. She is, I'm very proud of her. Yes. She greets Harmony and the others, but they just shoot her an absolutely disgusted look and walk away. Which is when we check in with Buffy and Joyce sitting at home watching TV with a bountiful junk food-esque spread laid out on the coffee table in front of them. A knock comes at the door and Buffy hands over her bowl of what looks like marshmallows. (laughs) You know what? When you're having a anti-Valentine's Day junk food feast... A bowl of marshmallows goes a long way. Hey, I I like eating marshmallows plain. I'm just, it's definitely a bowl of like little white things. Yeah. So I'm just like marshmallows uh, to answer it. There is, of course, no one there. And after scanning the immediate area, more confused than concerned, she comes inside to find her mother gone. Now she's confused and concerned. Oh, yeah. She calls out, wandering the downstairs, but there's no sign of Joyce. Not in the dining room or the kitchen. But then the back door opens and Joyce steps inside with a black flower box. She said she decided to check the back door and someone left those for Buffy. Buffy opens the box to find a dozen beautiful red roses. A card laying atop of them reading simply, soon. <sighs> she stares at the box in horror as Joyce looks very confused at why such a lovely gift would receive such a reaction. <laughs> back at the bronze, Xander finally spies Cordelia sitting alone and looking a little bit bummed. He gets up, jewelry box in hand, and heads over. Cordelia rising to meet him. His clothes. He looks good. He explains he let Buffy dress him before clarifying that he did not mean physically. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. So he just had to go and make this harder. All right. So clearly the fact he pleases her visually has gotten them off on the wrong foot. She goes to interrupt, but he says, there's more. 
He tells her he's been thinking a lot about the two of them. And and yeah, maybe it's just hormones, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's something more. Maybe they see something inside of each other. He sees something in her and he hopes she sees something in him. So he hands her the jewelry box, which she opens and she is stunned. The necklace is gorgeous and she loves it. You can tell, like, you can tell just how happy she is with it. Mm-hmm. And she's so conflicted because he is so sweet and she knows it. She does. Which makes, which makes you know, the it, like when we get to the ending of the episode. Oh, I love the ending of this episode. I know. It's so... I love it. She wants to break up. What? That was not exactly the reaction Xander was expecting. She knows. And she's sorry. And, and you, like we just said, you can tell she really is. Yeah, she doesn't She doesn't want to do it. So she's conflicted between her social standing and actually liking Xander. But who are they kidding? Even if they do see this something special inside of one another, they're just, they don't fit. Okay. Okay, but do you know what a good day to break up with someone is? <laughs> Any day besides Valentine's Day. Was she running low on dramatic irony? She knows, and she's sorry. She Aww. really didn't want to do it this way. Yeah, well, she did. Xander walks off, and and poor Cordelia. Like, you can, like we just said, you can tell she she felt this is what she had to do yep. to keep herself and- in the role she's comfortable with, and she's devastated. She knows she made the wrong choice. She knows she's not being her best self, but what is she supposed to do? And the thing is, like, and again, we talked about it, her growth from where she started at in season one. You know, she can, she's discovering that there is more than just the vapid little group of friends she has. And she likes Buffy. She likes Xander. She likes Willow. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't know how to balance the two worlds, which is part of where this episode will be going with her. Yeah. The next day at school, Xander wanders the halls. Everyone's talking and whispering about him slash the breakup. And though he thinks he might get a reprieve slash distraction with Buffy, she has no time to talk. Angel. So after his humiliation extends to commentary by Harmony, he grabs Amy, dragging her around the corner. You gotta feel bad for him the way that... Oh no, you you feel totally awful for Xander. Yeah. With a hey, he tells her that he knows she's a witch. What? No, that was her mom. Yeah, he thinks it runs in the family. (laughs) Especially as he saw her put the whammy on their English teacher. Maybe he should go tell someone. That's so mean. Blackmail is an ugly word. She didn't say blackmail. No, but he's about to. Mm -hmm. So he thought he'd bring it up. What does he want? What does he want? He wants a little respect. To for once come out on top. He wants the Hellmouth to start working for him. He and Amy... They're going to cast a little spell. In an empty classroom, Amy and Xander talk specifics. Turns out what he wants is a love spell. You know, can't eat, can't sleep, can't do anything except think about him. (sighs) A love spell? Does he know how hard those are? To make someone love you for all of eternity. What? Whoa. (laughs) Who said anything about eternity? A man can only talk self-tanner for so long. If he doesn't want to be with her forever, then why does he want the spell? Because he wants her to want him desperately so that he can break up with her and put her through the same hell she's put him through. Amy's not so sure. With love spells, the intent needs to be pure. Yeah, and his intent is revenge. Pure as the driven snow. Now... Is she going to play or do they need to have another chat about invisible homework? (laughs) Amy says she'll need something of Cordelia's, a personal object. Okay, so let's pause here for a second and talk about love spells. Yes. Um, First off, 
kudos to Xander to not actually want to make Cordelia his love slave. Yes. It doesn't make anything else that's happening here okay. No. But at least the intention is not, I want her to just be with me, even though she apparently doesn't want to be. It's like, no, no, I want to break her heart. Wahahaha. Yeah, no. Still not a great motive, but not let's make a love slave. Yes. No. And I like how I like how Amy brought all of that up about loving for all eternity. And he's just like, no, 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 no. I want to humiliate her. So, again, it's not a great motive. Not a great motive, but but at least we're not we're not doing the other thing, which is the problem with love spells. It doesn't matter who cast them. It could be reversed. It could could have been Cordelia casting it and it would still be problematic because a love spell takes away the other party's consent. Exactly. They, They have no say in this relationship. They have no say in whether they like you or not. It's, it's, it's hollow, but it's problematic. And the thing like, and one of the things that I do like about this episode is that Xander could have taken advantage at any point. Yeah. Any of the girls. Which is why I said at the beginning that like, yes, you can use this episode to be like Xander, but also you can't. Yes. Because he realizes right after it happens that he fucked up. Yes. Yep. And again, his intent was never to make Cordelia love him without any agency. He just wanted her to like want to be with him so he could be like, bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Um. So again, yes, yeah, Sander does problematic stuff, but also at the same time he does. It. It's just it's the conundrum of the teenage boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. And, and that's. Xander, we've said it before, Xander is a very realistic teenage boy. Oh, he so is. Uh, All of the dumb shit that he does is just dumb teenage boy shit. Yeah, it is. It is. It absolutely is. And again, like, I love the fact that he doesn't want Cordelia to be his love slave. He just wants to humiliate her. Which, you know, I'm a petty person. I understand that. Exactly. Exactly. It's just such a teenager thing to do. Like, he didn't even think to make her his love slave. He just wanted to dump her. (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is a pro Xander podcast. It is. It's a pro Xander podcast. If you didn't notice that, I don't know where you've been, but now would be a a good time to leave because we love Xander and we support Xander. Yes, we stand Xander. We thirst after Giles. There's a lot that goes on on this podcast. We think Xander is a dumbass. Oh, yeah, he's a total dumbass. But he's but, our dumbass. But so he's it's our fine. yes, yes. That's exactly it. He is our dumbass. It's like I can pick on my stupid brother. You can't pick on my stupid oh, brother. Exactly, exactly. And like I pick on my husband all the time. Well, yes, but we love Mr. Frog. But sometimes he is a, he is a man, and he men is- are sometimes stupid. Yes. So what's she gonna do? Yes, and he he relates to Xander, so that tells you a lot about him. In the library, Giles sits looking over a text of some sort when Buffy comes marching in, slamming the card down on top of the book Giles had been reading. Soon what? He never held out on her before, not until the big bag thing in the dark became her ex-honey. She needs him to stop being overprotective guy and tell her what's coming, what to expect. Giles agrees, saying she's right and telling her to sit down. Fun fact, this is the first time the term big bad is used. Yep. Back in the hallway, Xander seeks out Cordelia. She tries to avoid him, but he catches up, telling her not to flatter herself. He's not going to make a scene. He just wants the necklace. What? She thought it was a gift. Last night it was a gift. Today it's scrap metal. He figured he could sell it, maybe melt it down to make fillings. She tells him he's pathetic 
And he says he's not looking to add to the Cordelia Chase cast-off collection. The necklace is in her locker. Great. He can wait. Look, that should have been his first clue. Mm -hmm. She still felt something for him. Oh, exactly. He gave her the necklace outside of school. And it's in her lock. Yeah, if she didn't care, why would it? Why would she have even brought it to put it in her locker? Why wouldn't it have been shoved in the back of a drawer at her house? Exactly. But again, he's not thinking. Oh no, not at all. Logically, but, but that should have been clue number one, Xander. Yep. He does wait, leaning against a wall as Cordelia opens her locker. Only the necklace isn't in there; it's around her neck. Oh, that's so sweet. And she discreetly takes it off while hiding behind the door. Makes sense now why she had her shirt buttoned up so high Mm -hmm. to hide the chain. It's so, it's just so sweet. The fact that even though she broke up with him, she was still wearing it. Yeah. And this whole exchange when when she gives it back. Again, like it's not the, I don't like you, Cordelia. It's the, I'm trying not to show how much I like you. Putting back on her game face, she slams her locker shut, handing it to him and saying she's glad they broke up. Now she doesn't have to pretend she likes it. Xander takes it and walks away as Cordelia watches him go. That night, back in an empty classroom, Xander and Amy perform the spell. 15-year-old Mary definitely appreciated the shirtless Xander yeah. in this scene. Yeah. We don't get a lot of shirtless. We, I mean, we're going to get like a good majority of shirtless Xander at the end of the season. Yes. But we don't normally get shirtless Xander. So I was, I was, as a teenager, I was very, very happy with this. I was, uh, we, going related, but a little off topic, I've been rewatching Criminal Minds lately. Oh, I love that show. And yeah, there's, when, when he first comes in as Kevin Lynch, Mm -hmm. there is a, not only is he shirtless, but he's naked just from the shower and wet and, yeah. Yeah, there was there was definitely a moment there. Dropping the necklace in, in a potion of some sort, Amy calls on the goddess Diana to seek out the heart of Xander's beloved, making it so she cannot rest until she submits to his will. As the spell reaches its peak, Amy has Xander blow out the candle. So we, we talked about this a little bit before we got on, but yes. we'll, we'll talk about it right now. Yes. Um, Diana is a very odd choice. A very odd choice, especially calling her the goddess of love and the hunt. Especially because her love, because, um, so Diana is also Artemis because mm-hmm. you have the, the Roman and the Greek name and Artemis is forever a virgin. Yes. She's so she's, she's chase. I assume Diana is as well. Yes. Because most of them are pretty ste- in step with each other. It's yeah, literally they, just a name change. They just change the names. Yep. So the kind of love that Diana symbolizes is this chaste virginal love, which you don't think you would use for a love spell. No, it's a very, very odd choice. But I understand like the hunt part because of the words, you know, seek out the heart. Yes. So... It makes sense that you'd put the hunt element in there too. But yeah, why wouldn't you use Venus or Aphrodite? Yeah. You know, we 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 kind of we kind of again, we discussed it before we started recording, but I feel like so she has a you know, Amy Amy got the spell from somewhere, but I feel like Amy being a baby witch just picked the spell. You know, a a seasoned yeah. a more seasoned witch or somebody who is teaching somebody else to be a witch would have been like, okay, this is a kind of spell that you would use here. This is the kind Amy doesn't have any guidance. No, because her mom is is gone in a trophy. And her mom wouldn't have been great guidance anyway. Oh, no, her mom would have been the worst guidance. No. So 
And again, her mom probably didn't have any guidance. So that's how we get to this point. So somebody who, you know, like you like you have Jenny, who she knows more. Giles, she, you know, he can, you know, has knowledge. So without knowledge, she just picked a spell out of a book. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's like, it's interesting. And I know we might as well talk about it now instead of just waiting till later. Yeah, because like they say the spell was botched. Yes. But clearly, like, they weren't interrupted. Nothing got dropped or knocked over. Like, there's no sign that the spell went wrong. Like, or that in casting it, they did something wrong. Somebody, somebody, when I was, when I was looking it up, made a point that because, like, Cordelia already did love him. Mm -hmm. And, like, kind of like the, the necklace was infused with her feelings that's part of why people were thinking that maybe like it bounced off the necklace so that was actually my theory yeah my theory was that because the spell was meant to take someone who supposedly didn't love xander and make her love him the fact that cordelia already loved him Mm -hmm. removed her from the spell's like not aura Inf- but influence yeah removed her from yeah. the spell's influence which is interesting because willow falls under the spell's influence which i think is a sign that while there were still some small lingering feelings mm-hmm. willow was mostly over xander at this part this i point. think i think if she hadn't been with oz yeah it might have not worked it might have been the same kind of situation. Like she might have, you know, but because she has Oz and you can tell just how much she loves him. Oh, she's so in love with Oz. She is so in love with Oz and it's so cute. So yeah, and that's that's why I think, yeah, Cordelia actually does care for him. And the fact that she was wearing the necklace. Yeah. So, you know, like I feel like from a from a standpoint of where objects are infused with your feelings and emotions mm-hmm. like that's why i feel like her wearing the necklace was also a sign you know and it got you know like her feelings were attached to that yeah i mean and, and it, it's very clear that that's uh i mean i know needing a personal object is a very big thing in witchcraft mm-hmm. and we talked about this way back in the witch we talked yeah. about the rules of witchcraft and why you need a personal object, but you need a personal object because it links to that person. So clearly there is this infusing with a person's essence or personality or emotions that happen. So that does, that does all play into the theory that because Cordelia loved him, the spell didn't work on her. Exactly. We cut to the next day where Xander arriving at school once again seeks out Cordelia, who is sitting with Harmony and the other Cordettes in the lounge. He heads to their table, leaning on it, smiling, until Cordelia annoyed looks at him. What? He (laughs) greets them all and Cordelia repeats her question. What does he want? He can't be sniffing around for more jewelry to melt because all he ever gave her was that Walmart looking thing. Oh, Is this love? Because maybe on her, it just doesn't look that much different. What is his problem? Is he going all stalker boy on her now? Realizing the spell did not work, or so he thinks, Xander says his mistake. He takes off, embarrassed. Meanwhile, in the library, Giles combs the Watcher's Diaries. Hey! Hey! For a mention of Angelus's gifts. (laughs) And it seems he found one. Angelus once nailed a puppy to... Skip it! Not yet. But she said, Buffy says she doesn't want to know. She doesn't have a puppy. Just skip it. 
nope, nope, we don't want to know either. Right. He'll find another volume. Entering the library, Xander says, he has a plan. They can use him as bait. What? <laughs> Like, make Angelus go after him? No, he means, like, cut him up and stick him on little hooks for fish to nibble at because that would be better than his life. Cut my friend into pieces. This is my last resort. (laughs) Getting up out of the chair she was sitting on, Buffy approaches him. Yeah, she heard about him and Cordy. Cordy's loss. Xander says, that doesn't seem to be the popular opinion. Well, you know what might help? The two of them doing something together that night. They can comfort one another. Xander asks if lap dances will factor into that (laughs) because he finds those to be very comforting. (laughs) Buffy says if he plays his cards right. She does remember he's Xander. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she does. She just, when she heard about him and Cordy, she was surprised to discover how glad she was. Funny how you can see someone every day and never really see them. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's funny, all right. And getting funnier by the minute. For a moment, it looks like they might kiss when Amy interrupts. Amy has to talk to her, talk to him for a minute and he follows her out into the hall. She doesn't think the spell worked right. Oh, it totally tanked. But that's fine. It was wrong to mess with the forces of darkness. He sees that now. And honestly, he thinks they've all grown. He's got to go. Because during this whole conversation, he's been looking back towards the library and Buffy, who's been giving him seductive glances through the window. (laughs) Well, they don't have to cast any spells. They can just hang out. Yeah, sure. What? Xander is slowly starting to catch on that something is not right. Mm -hmm. Especially as Amy begins to launch into the same speech that Buffy did about not seeing someone. Xander now realizes Buffy didn't mean what she said. Something made her say it. And that's when random girl number three shows up. (laughs) A girl from Xander's history class who thought maybe they could study together. Amy's clearly annoyed by this interruption. Can she not see that her and Xander were talking? Xander says he has to go. (laughs) Right now. Run away, Xander. And so he heads home to his room. A room that includes many random things. (laughs) Like a bust of Elvis wearing a tiara. He enters, closing the door behind him, and heads for his bed. A bed that Willow just happens to be in. And that also has a cute teddy laying at the end of it. Popping up beside him, Willow says she's sorry. She just wanted to surprise him. (laughs) Well, good job. Hi, Marks. Willow tells him not to be so jumpy. They've been in the same bed before. (laughs) Yeah, when they were in footy pajamas. She tells him she's been thinking, and he thinks he knows what she's been thinking about. This is all his fault. He cast a spell and things must have gone haywire. Willow doesn't care about any of that. Instead, she asks Sander how long they've been friends. A long time. Too long to let anything (laughs) mess it up. Willow says friendships change all the time. People grow apart. They grow closer. Xander's good with how close they are. It's a comfortable amount of closeness. (laughs) In fact... He can even back up a few paces and still be happy. See? I love that when Xander backs up, we see the X-Men poster Mm -hmm. hanging on his wall. Uh, I think it's X-Men 2099 because it's not not the team from the 90s. Yeah. So it's like the iconic team from the 90s. Yeah. And uh, I love it because as we all know, the creator also wrote for Marvel Comics and wrote, you know, mostly X-Men until later on. Yep. Willow tells Xander that she wants him. Wants him to be her first (gasps) baseman. (laughs) Xander really hopes she's talking about baseball. Although, you know what? 
using using the baseball analogies also isn't good in this moment because of how you talk about getting to first base with somebody. Yeah, no, that's not. Yeah, Xander, pick a better analogy. Yeah, no. Willow shushes him and moves closer, backing him against the door as she goes to kiss him. Xander tries to stop her. It's not that he doesn't find her sexy. It's just, is it Oz? Willow looks at him because Oz is sweet and all, but she's, but he's not him. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes. And Willow should go to him because he's Xander. Willow once again leads in close, this time nipping at his earlobe. Xander says he doesn't want to have to use force, <laughs> but Willow kind of wants him to. She, yeah. Citing force is good. I feel like between this moment and vampire Willow, we kind of learn that Willow's a bit kinky. Well, and that's the thing like you always find with quiet girls, you know, like. And, and, yeah. And I'm also thinking back to to Allison in American Pie. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know, and you just never forget that moment. No. When she blurts that out. Yeah. Whew. But yeah, I'm just like, whew, Willow's got some closet kink going on here. Oh, and let me tell you, being a redhead that played the flute when I was in high school. Oh, no. You can imagine mm -hmm. people being like, so did you ever? No, no, no. The only thing I did to with my flute besides playing it was beat my cousin because he was being an asshole to me <laughs> i like that it's a good yeah. use of a flute yeah yeah no he he was he was tormenting me so one day i took out my flute as he was tormenting me and while well, i was playing it and i just smacked him with it good job no no stop it is time for him to be a man and hide he opens the door to his room and bolts leaving willow standing there back at the school cordelia enters from outside to find harmony and the cordettes acting like they're mad at her again <laughs> okay very funny what did she do now wear red and purple together harmony tells her she knows what she did xander is wounded because of her what <laughs> she thought they wanted her to break up with him harmony says only a sick pup would let xander get away no matter what her friend said what does it take to make them happy <laughs> poor cordy <laughs> Xander enters and I just, oh, it, it's kind of like the entrance from the pack. Uh -huh. I love this. I love the music playing, the slow motion as he's walking down the corridor. The look on his face as oh, he yeah, is. He is. He is so uncomfortable. Because, yeah, like you said, like with the, the introduction with the pack, like he is comfortable in that point. Yeah. So this is a complete other end of the spectrum. And he's like his walk is uncomfortable and it is just a delight. And like there are girls like lined up to stare at him and like all the guys are just like, what the fuck? When did Xander Harris become the sexiest man in Sunnydale? I don't understand what's going on. I know, I know. Like and all of the like and I love all of the all the extras, all the girls just getting a moment to have the looks on their faces. <laughs> yes. He makes it to the library and heads inside. Giles realizing something's wrong as he comes down the steps that lead to the stacks. What is it? Xander has come to throw himself at Giles's mercy. He messed up big time. See, he was hurting and Amy's into witchcraft. So he had her put the love whammy on Cordelia. Only it backfired. And now every woman in Sunnydale wants to make him her cuddle monkey, which sounds great on paper. But... <laughs> Jenny bursts in just then, telling Giles that they need to talk. She greets Xander, telling him, nice shirt, before continuing. Giles can try to ignore her, but she's not just going to go away. As she speaks, she's still petting Xander's arm. 
I like how this transitions with yes. Jenny. Like she subconsciously, like she knows she's there. She has to talk to Giles. And then like, oh, Xander's there too. So that's the way that it shifts from her needing to talk to Giles to, oh, Xander's here. Look at this shirt. I'm going to pet his arm. She cares far too much about him to just, has Xander been working out? (laughs) Xander motions to Jenny in a see kind of way. (laughs) Looking between them, Giles guides Jenny a foot or two away from Xander, but her gaze stays on him. Giles cannot believe Xander is fool enough to try something like this. Oh, no, he is twice the fool. Uh, Why? Why? Like, why don't you think he would be that kind of a fool? It's like, you've met Xander, right? (laughs) Oh, no, he is twice the fool it takes to do something like that. Has he talked to Amy? Has she tried reversing the spell? Xander says anytime he gets near Amy, all she wants to do is talk honeymoon plans. Jenny says maybe she should talk to Xander alone. No. Giles continues to try to keep them apart while asking Xander if he realizes what he's done. (laughs) People under a love spell are deadly. They lose all capacity for reason. And if the entire female population really is affected, he tells Xander not to leave the library. He's going to find Amy. He begins to leave before realizing he left Jenny and (laughs) goes back, grabbing her wrist and dragging her off all while she's protesting. No, she doesn't want to leave Xander. That's you know what it, like Robia is so cute in that moment. She's so no no reaching out toward him as Giles is pulling her away. As they depart, Xander goes to barricade the library door. A great thought, except the doors open the other way. Did they get new doors? I, apparently, they did. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised given how often the library is destroyed. But in both Prophecy Girl and School Hard, the they doors barricaded. definitely swung inward. Yes, they definitely barricaded the doors. So at some point, now they, they got, swing outward. Yeah. So at some point, they got different doors. Yes, they got new doors. Yes. I want to. I want to say one thing really quickly. Yeah. I wish they would have had like the English teacher who, like, one of the less attractive like teachers in the school coming to Xander like it is funny with 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 Jenny but like I would have liked the 75 year old math teacher or something like (laughs) I mean later in the episode when you see like the big mom they are all yeah yeah you see like the lunch lady is clearly in that yeah that's true it just would have been funny to hit for him to be cornered by somebody else yeah Xander's barricade useless. Buffy steps into the room wearing a short black trench coat and heels. Ultra <laughs> sexy music playing as she makes her way deeper into the library. Seeing Xander, she says they're alone at last. <laughs> Buff, give him a heart attack. Oh, she plans on giving him more than that. <laughs> Coming closer, she toys with the ties of her coat, prompting Xander to beg her not to open it. But it's a party. Doesn't he want to open his present? No. Not like this. If Xander really, truly thought she felt something for him, then maybe. But this isn't Buffy. This isn't how she feels. It's all a spell. This explanation doesn't go over well with Buffy. In fact, it makes her angry. Is this all a game to him? He makes her feel this way and then rejects her? Is she just a toy? Xander tries to tell her to calm down, but she says she'll calm down when he explains himself. Which is when Amy arrives. Telling Buffy to get away from Xander. He's hers. No. He's really not. (laughs) He turns to Xander, telling him to tell Amy. Amy says Xander doesn't have to tell her. She knows what his heart wants. Funny, Buffy knows what Amy's face wants. (laughs) 
She decks her, sending Amy to the ground as Xander watches. Not sure what to do, but knowing this is not good. No. Buffy then accuses Xander of two-timing her right before Amy gets to her feet and calls upon the goddess Hecate, turning Buffy into a rat. (laughs) This was a move that allowed Sarah to be absent for a good portion of the episode, as this was the week she was filming Saturday Night Live. Because actually, this entire episode was written just so she could do that. Yep, exactly. Passion was originally supposed to be the 16th episode, but when Sarah was asked to host SNL, they needed a new plan. And so apparently wrote this episode in like two or three days. Yeah. Specifically to accommodate that. And did all of her scenes first before they did anything else. Giles returns with Jenny, who is way too excited to see Xander. (laughs) And asks, what just happened? Xander points to the floor where Buffy in rat form is running off. (laughs) Amy wants to know what Jenny is doing there, but Xander wants Amy to focus. She just turned Buffy into a rat. Buffy can take care of herself. (laughs) Why don't the two of them go somewhere private? Xander's not going anywhere until she turns Buffy back. Yeah. Jenny approaches the pair. So why doesn't she just undo her little magic trick and be on her way? Amy wants to know who made Jenny queen of the world. Us. We did. We did. We We did. And Giles. Giles. And Giles. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Giles. He's he's just done with everybody's bullshit. Oh my God. Poor Giles. Amy says, well, she's certainly old enough to be queen of the world. Well, what can Jenny say? Xander's just too much of a man for the pimple squad. (laughs) Amy goes to once again cast some spell, but Xander clamps a hand over her mouth. Enough with the Hecate. Yes. (laughs) In the hall, Cordelia closes her locker to see Harmony and the others just standing there. What now? They don't like her her locker combination? It's not fair. She never loved him. She was just using him. She makes them sick. Not understanding at all what is going on. Cordy's just, she's also having a bad day and she doesn't know why she's having a bad day. Cordelia says if Harmony needs to borrow her might all, she can just ask. (laughs) That's when Harmony hits her. And the minute she does, the other girls swoop in, grabbing Cordelia and beginning to drag her off. Back in the library, Giles orders Jenny and Amy to sit and be quiet (laughs) while he and Xander attempt to catch the Buffy rat. Oh, dad mode activated. They do, glaring at one another. And Xander follows her path along a wall until he finds himself in front of Oz, who reaches down and punches him. It knocks Xander into a small bookshelf and Buffy escapes, running off and out of the library. Shaking out his hand, Oz remarks, that kind of hurt. And Xander is just like, kinda? (laughs) Why did Oz punch him? Oz says he spent all last night on the phone with Willow, listening to her cry about Xander. And while he doesn't know what exactly happened, it left him with a very strong urge to hit him. You know what? Xander deserves it. Yeah, Xander deserved that one. Yeah, I mean, yes and no, but yeah, he he, he needed somebody to hit him because he did fuck up he did fuck up and 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 dad is about to tell him yeah he he fucked up yeah oz then helps xander up as xander explains he never touched willow giles doesn't really care about that because buffy right Mm -hmm. right xander explains to oz how amy turned buffy into a rat and oz joins the search giles is furious oh if anything happens to her he tells xander to go home lock himself away while they sort this all out. Amy, Jenny, and he will work on a way to break the spell. If Oz can aid in helping to find Buffy. Oz says, sure. And Xander starts to say something, but Giles tells him to go. Oh no. Get out of his sight. Oh yeah. Cool. Dad is not happy. Dad is not happy. One of his kids fucked up in the worst way possible. Another one of his kids is currently a rat. And the other 
kid is crying over Xander because he got a, she got affected by the love spell. It is oh. not a good day for dad. Oh, and my girlfriend is, is also it? in love with Xander. This is, yeah, not a good day. Yeah, not a good day for dad. Dad's going to have a hard uh, couple of days. Let's not go there yet. (laughs) (laughs) Xander leaves the library properly shamed and begins to head home. When he sees Cordelia being attacked by the other girls, he runs over to save her, but is mopped by them and several other females, including the lunch lady. (laughs) Eventually, he makes it to Cordelia and picks her up, carrying her out of the school. Everybody had fun with this episode. I feel like they did. Yes. All, all the all the female extras, they had a lot of fun. Giles figures out that somehow the spell got botched in such a way that Cordelia's necklace actually ended up protecting her. Amy just wants to know why Giles sent Xander away. <laughs> he needs her. A sentiment that makes Jenny snort. Amy <laughs> says they see into one another's souls. Ridiculous. No one can be in love with two people at once. And what she <sighs> and Xander have is real. Giles! would just like the two of them to stop making him ill oh, and help. He just he he just wants to go home, have a cup of tea, take a nap, but he has to deal with this bullshit. Amy says he has no idea what she's going through. Oh. He knows it's not love. <laughs> it's obsession. Selfish obsession. This spell puts Xander in danger, and if she truly cared about him, she'd be trying to save him instead of prattling on about her feelings. <laughs> now, they need to get some work done. Jenny, but It's too late. Jenny has snuck out, off to find Xander. Great. (laughs) Uh. Heading outside, Cordelia's hand in his, Xander says he he thinks they lost them. Only no, they did not. There's a mob outside waiting, and now it's even bigger. Willow front and center with an axe. She says she should have known she'd find him with her. Xander tells her she doesn't want to hurt him. Oh no, he doesn't get it. She loves him so much. Oh. It's painful. She'd rather see him dead than with that bitch. She goes off to attack as Harmony and the others run out of the school. Harmony going to stop Willow and protect Xander. Because how dare anyone try to hurt him? They fight and Xander and Cordy take off, a sizable mob still following. Buffy Rat makes her way down the stairs and into the creepy basement because of course she does. (laughs) Of course. But it's fine because Oz is right behind her with a flashlight. Only maybe it's not all fine because there's also apparently a black cat in the basement, which where the fuck did that come from? We have been we have been in this creepy basement plenty of times. There's never been a cat. You know what? Who knows? You know what? It was probably somebody else that was turned into a cat or something (laughs) and is now living. There's just a bunch of students turned into animals like on the school grounds. We're going to go back to our usual explanation of it just being the hell mouth, you know? That makes sense. We needed a black cat and one appeared. appeared. Somebody, Somebody wanted a pet, but their parents wouldn't let them. And now they keep it in the school basement. Xander and Cordy continue to flee, now on the mean streets of Sunnydale. Cordelia wants to know what the hell is going on. Who died and made Xander Elvis? <laughs> Xander says he'll explain everything, but first they need to get inside. Good thing they just happen to conveniently be in front of Buffy's house. Not the best place to be. They run up the front walk and pound on the door, Joyce eventually letting them in. With a hi, they slam the door shut. <laughs> Joyce leads them into the kitchen concerned. What happened? Why are they all scratched up? Where's Buffy? Sandra says she's around. And Joyce says, why don't they tell her all about whatever it is? Mm-hmm. She then instructs Cordelia to head upstairs and grab bandages. Joyce offers to get Sandra something to drink, asking if he would prefer cold or hot, before saying it seems more like a hot night to her. 
She starts to massage his shoulders and Xander, he just gives up, banging his head on the counter with a... (laughs) I just... I just, I love that you just, you just see Xander give up. He's you just can like, see, yeah. The life, you can, you can see the moment where the life just leads, leaves him and he's just like, this is my life now. <sighs> I accept this. Cordelia comes back and seeing this asks what's going on. But Joyce says this doesn't concern her. This is between her and Xander. Rose, she thinks <laughs> not. Removing Joyce from Xander, she pushes her out the back door, telling her to keep her mom-sized mitt <laughs> off her boyfriend. Former. Cordy. She then asks Xander why everyone has suddenly gone insane. (laughs) Insane? Is it so crazy to think other women might find him attractive that the only way this many women would find him attractive is witchcraft? That is such a... Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. Before he can explain further, Joyce breaks through one of the windows of the kitchen door, begging Xander to let her in. Xander grabs Cordelia and says upstairs Buffy's room they head inside slam the door and looking out the window Xander says the mob hasn't found them yet so they should be safe in there right before Angelus grabs him remarking works in theory back at the school Buffy rat is still on the move and headed right for a mousetrap loaded with cheese oh no oh no on the roof outside Buffy's window Angelus wants to know where Buffy is Xander, meanwhile, tells Cordelia to run. (laughs) Angelus throws him to the ground before jumping down himself and grabbing Xander. This is perfect, really. He wanted to do something special for Buffy for Valentine's Day. Well, to Buffy. But this works. And if it makes him feel better, he feels very close to him right now. Angelus goes in for the kill, but is grabbed by Drusilla, (laughs) who tosses him away from Xander and into a nearby tree. Xander assumes his savior is Buffy and is very surprised to find it's Drew. Drew, who tells him not to worry, that mummy is there to make it all better. Angelus is also very confused. (laughs) Yes. I I like I like seeing that what the fuck moment from from Angelus. (laughs) He says whatever Drew is up to, it does not amuse. Drew warns him not to harm one hair on Xander's head. Really? Him? (laughs) Just because she's finally found a real man. Angelus slinks back into the shadows, remarking he really did drive Drew insane. (laughs) That leaves Drew and Xander alone. Drew's saying that Xander's face is like a poem. She can read it. Hey, Angelus, how does it it feel? How does it feel to have Drusilla? You're like, yeah, don't like it so much when it's happening to you, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're having fun fucking with Spike. But the minute Drew decides she's going to look at another man. Mm-hmm. Does his face happen to say spare him? <laughs> she shushes him, kissing him ever so gently before asking how he feels about eternal life. He says he'd be okay starting with a coffee. Mm-hmm. Maybe a movie. I love this scene. I mean, we just we've been talking about how much we love this scene. And I love that even Drew is affected. Yeah. And it's great because in the Boom Studios comics, we actually see Vampire Xander and Drew is his sire in that universe. I love that idea. So I, I like that. Like, I like that we get this little moment here, even though like there's no way they yeah. were ever meant to connect unless the people writing the comic went back, watched the show, saw this scene and was like, hey let's do this but i just i do love that there is that small like parallel right there exactly and i love i and i again i said it i already said it but i just love angelus being like what the fuck yes before drew can bite him the mob shows up rushing the two of them willow's still holding the axe all xander had to do was love her 
Cordelia comes out of the house, grabbing Xander, and the two head back inside the mob following. Well, except for Drew, as she doesn't have an invitation. Inside, they try to hold the door closed when Joyce appears, knife in hand. It's never going to work between them. They need to end it. Cordelia and Xander flee to the basement once again, <laughs> lock the door behind them. Oz is still searching for Buffy, doing his best to locate her in the basement of Doom. But Buffy is getting ever closer to that trap. In the science lab, Giles has Amy reversing the spell. Whatever mixture they made up, finally ready. As Xander attempts to nail the basement door shut as extra security, he asks Cordy to hand him a nail. Cordy says if they die in there, she's going to kick his ass. And she means it. Mm -hmm. Xander says none of this would be happening if she hadn't broken up with him. But no, she was so desperate to be popular. Her? He's the one who embraced the dark arts to get girls to like him. Well, congratulations, it worked. He corrects her saying it would have worked were her hide not so thick that not even magic can penetrate it. Wait, the spell was for her? They start to have a moment, but it's interrupted as the mob breaks through. Just as Buffy is reaching the trap, Amy breaks the spell upon her and she turns back into a human, a naked human. (laughs) While Xander and Cordelia continue to be in peril in the basement. That's when Giles breaks the love spell. The mob that has now surrounded Cordy and Xander in the basement coming to their senses and being very confused. I, I can't blame them. Buffy greets Oz with a hey and says she's having a slight case of nudity. True, but she's not a rat, so that's a plus. It is, yeah. But does he think he can get her some clothes? Yes. Yes, yes. he can. Just yes. don't move. Not an issue. Back in the basement, Cordelia covers by saying, this was the best scavenger hunt yet. (laughs) Scavenger hunt. The next day, Buffy questions Xander on this clearly lame cover. He says her mom seemed to buy it. Buffy just thinks that her mom is so wigged from hitting on one of her friends that she's repressing. She's getting pretty good at it. Maybe Buffy should start worrying. (laughs) Xander says he's back to being Mr. Unpopular. And Buffy says it's better than everyone trying to axe murder him. He's not so sure about that as Willow won't even speak to him. Buffy asks if there's any particular reason she should. How much groveling does she think he's in for? Oh, a month at least. Oh, I think more. Buffy reminds him that Willow loved him even before he invoked the great Rufy spirit. The rest of them. So she remembers that, huh? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. She remembers coming on to him, Mm -hmm. begging him to undress her, and then a sudden need for cheese. (laughs) But she also remembers that he didn't. Need cheese? No. Undress her. And that's the point that we were making earlier. Yes. Where he could have taken advantage of the situation. And he even said, if I had any idea that you meant this, it would be different. Yeah. But Xander's not going to take advantage. So good job, Xander. You did a stupid thing, but you still get like half a point. Yes. Yes. You get. Yeah. Part of the point is taken away because you did the stupid thing. But you get a little bit of a point for not taking advantage of the stupid thing. Buffy says it meant a lot to her and it means there may still be hope for him. Tell that to Cordelia. Oh, no. He's on his own there. Speaking of Cordelia, she's outside with Harmony and the others, Mm -hmm. listening to Harmony talk about how some guy called her at home the night before and how he's thinking of asking Harmony to his pledge dance on Friday. There's just two other girls he's waiting to see if one to go first. But if they can't go, she's totally in. Xander comes down the stairs about then, barreling into Harmony. He apologizes, but Harmony lets into him anyway. So glad his mom took a break from working at the drive-thru long enough to dress him. Which reminds her, did they see this other kid's backpack? That's when Cordelia tells her to shut up. What? 
Go, Cordy. She tells Harmony that she's a sheep. She's a sheep and she does what everybody else is doing just so she can say that she did it first. And here Cordelia is scrambling for Harmony's approval when she is way cooler than Harmony (laughs) and not a sheep. She does what she wants to do, wears what she wants to wear, and you know what? She's going to date who she wants to date no matter how lame he is. Walking away, she goes to join Xander, taking his hand before having a major freak out. <laughs> oh my God, what did she just do? They're never going to talk to her again. He assures her they will and says if it helps, whenever they're around them, they can fight a lot. Does he promise? Xander says she can count on it. Oh, they're so cute. And off they go, strolling into the sunset, or probably more accurately to class, together. The end. Yay! I do love the whole like, you're a sheep, and Harmony's like, I'm, I'm not a sheep. And I was like, yeah, you are a sheep. Yes, yes. No, I love I love the way Cordy takes control at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. We're very proud of her. Yes, we are. And you know what? I like this episode in between phases and passion. It's a good, yeah, it's a good episode. It's good that it worked out that they could put something there. Yes. And you know what? I also was thinking, it was also interesting because at the beginning of phases, Oz is looking at Catherine's yeah. statue. And then in this episode, Amy comes back. Yeah, we get Amy back. So yeah, yeah it works out really, really well. Yep. Um, I just have one interesting yet very random fact to end on. After this episode aired in Britain, Sky pulled Buffy, replacing yes. it with Third Rock from the Sun. It was gone for over a year and mm-hmm. only returned to the airwaves when the fans of the show complained. I read that too when I was looking at stuff for this episode. So, yeah, so that's just, that's like I said, very random. I know. But good job, fans. Getting, good job, fans. Buffy yes. put back. Yes, we, we, we love them. Uh, that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening and make sure to join us next time when we take on season two, episode 17, Passion. We are not ready. We are not ready at all. We are not emotionally prepared for this. Oh, dear God, no. No. Until then, check out our various social media channels, all of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and want to let us know it, you can subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or write to us directly at thewatchersdiaries at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.